Production. Recorded live. Well, good morning and welcome to the Empress of Biz. This is Joanne Forrester, the Empress of Biz, and this is the day that I get to share some of my, uh, well, some of my clients say my private rants, but this is information that I think that you need to know if you are in business, if you're thinking of business, dreaming, uh, wishing, hoping, wanting. These are things that you need to know to make sure that you succeed. A lot of misinformation about starting and running a business and a lot of um, information that can, misinformation, that can lead you astray. And lead you astray can be quite costly. One of the statistics that we all need to be aware of is that 90% of small businesses close their door within 10 years. It doesn't mean they particularly went bankrupt or had a, a terrible, terrible record. But what it means is somewhere, somehow, someone was disappointed and they did not feel that it was worth keeping it up. So our job, my job, the way I look at it as a teacher, consultant, business mentor, is to help you think through and Test the waters, but test the waters of entrepreneurship uh, in a safe manner. So every once in a while, I like to go through and tell you what I know, share some of my experiences, and when I talk some of my experiences, what I'm saying in our 30-plus years of being in business since 1975, some of those experiences have been great, some good, some really bad, and some just plain stupid because I thought I knew it or I didn't take the time to check it out or um, I was just careless. So part of the uh, job of the Empress of Business, sharing her experience and some of the other experiences that my clients have had so that you do not have to repeat that particularly painful experience. So let's get right into it. The topic today is the 12th comment, and I had a dangerous myth that uh, entrepreneurs believe that can get themselves into serious trouble. Let's take a look at this. You know, you start your business. It's like first getting married. (gasps) Everything's wonderful. You're planning to open the doors. You're, You're signing the, you may be signing a lease. You may be picking out the colors for the shop. You may be thinking of the equipment, going and buying new equipment. I mean, it's just an exciting time. Business cards, uh, uh, all these things that uh, you need, maybe website. uh, And the money quickly that you have can go out the door. And you wonder what happened. So let's talk about some of the things that you can prevent, some of the things that you can do instead, and some of the things you really need to know where to spend your your money. One of the things that I have found that people often say is, I am just a small business owner. I don't need money to promote or market. I'm just going to open my door. Everyone knows me. Everyone's going to come and everybody's going to rush in to spend money. Well, maybe your mother will, your brother, your sister will come in a few times. But the rest of the world, for 99.9% of us, not going to rush in. It's going to be like uh, the turtle. They may casually mosey in. 
I mean, think of your Main Street in your town. When you you see a a, a restaurant open, a new um, new shop, which I've noticed up in my uh, neighborhood up here in the city of Pittsburgh, got some new shops, but I see them advertising anywhere. And very soon, you see a lot of them close because there wasn't the kind of traffic that they needed to keep themselves in business. Kind of traffic that people with money who would walk in their store and spend. You have to have people be aware. You just can't open the doors and expect everybody to start coming in and consistently come in. Many of those shops that I pass up on um, the boulevard in my neighborhood, I think, oh, I'll get, I'll go see them. I'll get there someday. But I'm busy, I'm rushing, so I stop at the places I do know are there. And then a few months later, the ones that I thought, oh, I'm going to stop someday. I'm just going to take time and and walk the boulevard and, and stop in and see them. They're gone. So you need to think promotion, promotion, promotion. And that has to be in your business. Another thing that we have is business is great and orders are flowing in. And just you know, you've marketed, you've you've done your beer, you've done your due diligence, and everybody in the world knows you're in business. But then you think, I won't ever have to borrow money. Somehow. There's a real slip between the more business you do, the more money you're going to use. And that you there's very rarely um, enough money when you're growing your business to pay for the expansion, to pay for the new inventory, to pay for the new equipment, to finish the job. You're always going to have to be in a position that you know you can borrow money. To think that you can't, um, you won't have to, is a real setup for failure and disaster. And then one of the things, and what happens is you've used your own capital, you've used your own resources, you may have used family resources, uh, your kids, whoever you can get a hold of. And when you do finally admit that you need bank financing, the bank looks at you and says, Where's my guarantee? Where's my collateral? You've spent everything. So it's really important to understand that money is your most valuable asset. It's your most valuable tool. There will be a day that you have to spend money and you want to be in the position to spend it and not hear no from the bank or investors. So you've got to think money from the very beginning and recognize that the faster you grow, the more you need money. Here's another one that um, (laughs) I have seen, and I'm laughing because uh, I have a number of clients that have gone through this, and I would have to admit me, my idea is so good. The banks and investors and shark tanks and everybody are just going to fall over me fight each other to lend me money and I don't so I'm just fine well if you've watched Shark Tank and I do hope you do and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on there that you don't see because I've been on situations like that 
first of all, they're coming in and they're taking part of your business. They're putting their their money in, they're putting their expertise, and they're putting their knowledge and contacts and influence. So they're going to take a chunk of your business. They may do a lot for your business, but they're not coming in just to be nice. They're looking to make a return on their money, a profit. They want to know that the risk they're taking with the money that they work so hard to build up and have a pool of money now, they're looking to be able to make a difference for you and for them. Banks aren't in the business of investing in you as an investor. They're in the business of lending you money only if they think they can make money. So they're not your first line of resource unless you're willing to risk everything. And even then, they don't think it's a good idea. You haven't done the proper proper paperwork, um, did your diligence, your cash flow, your projections, and ready to put your everything on the line. They don't want you. Uh, especially now in the last, you know, since 2008, it's a different world. We're in seven years of recovering from the re- recession. Some sections have recovered well. Here in Pittsburgh, we did not take a hit as many of the large cities have. But it's still, there's still a slowdown. There were still things that all of us went through. And certainly in cities, major cities, uh, people, houses flipping, people losing their houses, businesses. Um, there was a lot of disappointment and a lot of um, anguish over money lost, not only personally, but in businesses. One of the things that um, you need to be aware of is business planning and strategy. You have to always be thinking about your your business. And while you carry that business and strategy in your head, you have to have it on paper. Why? Because accidents do happen. That's a reality. We have a business that we were involved in um, as a family-owned company. The owner went um, skydiving, crashed, fractured skull. Now, seriously, his business was in his head. His head couldn't think. You You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your company. You owe it to your family to write that strategy down. Things happen. You need to keep a place where you have the resources that you're using in your business, Uh, your accountant, your banker, your insurance agent, uh, the plans that you have, the loans that you've made, the accounts receivable that you have. It's really important that you have your strategy and your business plan done and up to date. Yes, that takes some time, but I can tell you having to go in and rescue several companies, um, it's not fun. It costs the family. It costs individuals. It creates havoc. And sometimes, because the owner has been careless about the information and our secretive, companies have been lost. So you have to think, I need my strategy down. Uh, I need to have it a place where people know to get it. I need to talk to my family, my people who have invested me. I also need feedback. If you keep your plans in your head, 
it's a good way to ignore possible trouble because you're talking to yourself and you're only telling you what you want to hear. And I can tell you, folks, I've done that. And that is not, 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 as I emphasize again, not pretty, the results. So it's very important that you start thinking about what you need to do to get your strategy, keep your business plan up to date, and get the feedback you need to make sure that your business is on the right track. There's another one. There's plenty of angels out there. My company is so great. These angels have been looking for me. They have been sent for heaven to find me, and they are definitely not expecting a business plan. They can just take a look at me and say, oh, I know that fella. I know that woman. They're going to be sharp. Well, maybe once in a million years that happens. But I'm going to tell you, those angels are there for a reason. They want to recover their money. They expect something. Oh, he's a good guy. He just wants me to succeed. Please. Why does he want you to succeed? Because it helps him recover his money. Just watch the agreement when they give you the money. Is it no payback? You have to be a lot wiser than that. There are a number of any place, you know, well, there's crowdfunding. Oh, the crowd will just love what I have. Well, take a look at the requirements that the crowdfunding has. They want to know what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and how things are going to be rewarded. It's it's fun to be, you know, have a bunch of people all say, oh, I'm going to give you money. But there's back there saying, what's going to happen? So angels aren't there just not to make money. They're there. They may help you, but they do expect some type of payback. And it's important for you to realize that and stop moving out of the I'm so wonderful, cute, beautiful, handsome, smart, whatever stage. People just throw money at you. I was adorable as a child, but no one was, well, you know, wasn't getting money thrown at me at that kind of rate, I can tell you. you got to think like a business owner and respect yourself and the people around you by doing the thinking that needs to be done. Here's another one, and this has been particularly hard is, uh, the last five, six years because it has been a rough time. My credit score has nothing to do with me getting a bank loan. Wrong. It's worse than ever. Your credit score is a factor in it. If you have declared bankruptcy, it's very hard to get credit. If you have what is called charge-offs, where you have not made an attempt to pay your bills, the bank is very leery of you. You may have gone through illness. You may have gone through terrible divorce. Uh, you may have gone through an accident, whatever. Uh, had client, unfortunately, someone stole a half million dollars out of her company. And that was because she wasn't watching what was going on. But I'm telling you, your credit score, all your credit score reflects all those problems that you've encountered. 
bankruptcy, charge-offs, late payments. It makes a big difference. Your personal and your business credit score. You can't have one good and not the other. That's one of the ways you are judged. And if they do give you a loan, they will have so many whereas, what for, and whoever's. They will tie you up. And more than that, I don't blame them. More than that, uh, you will have um, pay a higher interest rate. Your credit score determines the interest rate that you get from the bank, determines the rate of insurance that you pay, may stop you from getting a good job. So you cannot keep your head in the sand about the credit score. You can get a free credit report every year. You um, And, of course, they try to sell you more, but you are entitled to a free credit score, uh, freecreditreport.com. There are three major credit firms, Equifax, Experience, and Trans, um, Trans, Transfax. Um, but there are also at least um, 20 other firms out there, and that is really important to get um, you to know that. And when you're dealing with the bank, when you go in, you want to make sure that you know what credit credit score company they're using and you get that checked, asked, because there are always different scores on each one. So please, Get your credit score. Watch it carefully. I, one of the things I like about my Discover card, besides the points, I've got to admit I love the points, um, is that they tell me my credit score every month now. That was smart customer service, and I can watch that. And um, I've seen, since I'm watching it very carefully and being careful of my payments and making sure that they're on, t- on time, in fact, early, my credit score has jumped up 23 points already. So I'm excited. I'm watching it. I'm making sure that it's uh, um, it's rising. And uh, I'm making sure that I um, pay my bills on time, in fact, early, so that I can uh, build that credit score up because I know how much you're judged by it. There's another fallacy about when you go into business. I won't. I can get all the money I need, and I won't have to pledge any of my assets or use any of my personal money to start or grow my business. And I certainly won't have to guarantee my loans or any credit. Well, yes, folks, you do. There is no way um, that you're going to get out of it as a small business owner. And frankly, I sit on a loan review board, and when we have someone who's um, what I call fancy schmancy in the community, and they're coming to, and they expect just because they're a sports hero or a well-known um, professor or whatever, that they can get that just on their name? Uh, absolutely no. I will fight that down to the tooth. No, they are not... They're expecting just because they're a sports star or, um, as I said, a a well-known community uh, person or something, and they're not going to pledge and they're not going to guarantee they're not a good bet. 
And I've seen sometimes the bankers on my board, oh, well, he's so-and-so, and I go, I don't care. And the language gets pretty uh, <laughs> up front with me. I don't care. Um, who they are, they're going to sign and they're going to guarantee. Why should we take a risk on them? We don't get a percentage of their income, do we? So you are going to have to sign. Um, the family's going to have to sign. Your wife's going to have to sign. Unless you have enough um, collateral in your own name, um, you and your partner are going to have to sign. That's a reality. One of the things that uh, people need to be aware of is, well, when I open my business, I'm going to have customers come in. I'm going to promote. I'm going to do all kinds of things to keep people come in. And the way I'm going to keep them coming in and attract them is I'm going to be the lowest bidder on the block. I'm going to have the lowest prices, the best prices, the best service, and I'm going to beat out my my competition. I'm going to make money on sheer volume alone. That's dangerous. Unless you practically get your products for nothing, you have to pay for them. You not only have to pay for the product, you have to pay for the people who will um, sell them. The overhead, the light, the electricity, the gas, the water, the employees, their taxes. Yes, you do have to pay taxes on employees. Um, your business loans, your car, replacing your inventory. And often if you're selling a widget for a dollar and it costs you 80 cents and the guy down the street stalling it for a dollar and a half and you're selling it for 50 cents less, you actually may be selling your business out of business by not charging enough to pay for all the overhead costs that it takes to keep your business open. You not only have to pay for the product, you have to pay for the overhead to keep the business open. So being the low pro, uh, competitor on the block and continuously being the low competitor on the block is a sure way to drive yourself uh, into bankruptcy. Well, and pricing is a key factor. And people don't stay with you on price alone. The reason why they're in, uh, they may be coming to business is they're relying on you to be there, to have a reasonable price, but to be there to give them good service, to treat them pleasantly, to perform it for your product uh, or service uh, in a professional manner, deliver it in a professional manner. If you're reliable and you're reasonable, you're going to stay in business. Now, this is something that all of us have to take a look at. Is There's a lot of myths about women and minorities being in business, that all they have to do is get certified as a woman or minority business owner, and they are going to just, the money's going to be rolling in. They don't have to do anything. And that's not true. You may have your certification. Your certification may come from your local city government. It may come from a certified certification agency, uh, may come from the state government, may come from the federal government. But that does not guarantee you anything. All it does is put you on a list 
and you have to go out and market and can bid competitively, not be the lowest bidder because sometimes the lowest bidder is the one that's going to go out of business because they cannot perform the product or deliver the product or the service on a long-term basis because they made an error. And I've seen some big companies make errors and try to make their little guys who have been subcontractors with them take a beating and cut their prices. And that is a really difficult situation. I had one client that that happened to, and we had a long day meeting, and finally I sat there and I, I, I looked at all the engineers. I said, you're expecting my client to reduce her product or service. She'll make no profit. She'll be driven out of business. It's because you have lowballed and you goofed. <laughs> and that was quite a day, but that's what it turned out to be. You know, they tried to tell me that I, as a woman, didn't know what I was talking about. Well, like I say, if you all wanted drama and a little bit of fighting, you would have seen a a good scene that day. So, please, if you're a woman, a minority, a disadvantaged business owner, recognize, one, you have to market your business. You have to be out there. You have to deliver your business in a reliable, quality, and reasonable price, not cheapest reasonable. There'll be some bids you win, there'll be some bids you lose. Those bids you lose sometimes is the, are the best thing that can happen because you would have lost your business if you'd have bid too low. Now, the next one, we've mentioned this before, marketing. I'm going back to this again over and over again. Your market is based upon who is going to buy your product or service at the price you need to stay in business? You may have a much larger market or you may have a much smaller market than the guy down the street. Walmart has a certain clientele they look for. They have the demographics, the figures on the business, people who are most likely to buy their product and service. They advertise to that market. They try to continuously please that market. But they're lowballing. And if you've bought some of their products or services that they've had um, Walmart specials or Sam's or any of the big guys specials, they're not the same quality. So you really need to know who you're your market and your services, and who is the target. If you're selling fur carts, a discount store is not your market. Just look at it that way. And the market is defined by the number of people in a certain given area, whether it's uh, national, global, your state, your region, or your or you're the neighborhood block of the people who will buy your service at the price you can afford to stay in business. Uh, another one is um, people start their businesses and they imagine their boss is making all kinds of money. And says, look, I, he charges so much money. He's charging for me $75 an hour. 
and I'm only getting $15 an hour. He's making $60 an hour on my efforts. I've heard that a lot. But by the time you look at what the bosses had to pay, not only on your taxes and your workers' comp and your unemployment, and if they give you hospitalization, any type of benefits, that cost of that employee, if you're getting paid $15 an hour, may actually be $30 an hour. So, okay, boss is charging $75 an hour, and you and your benefits and everything cost him $30 an hour. Well, that's $45 he's making. He's still rolling in dough. Not. He has overhead. All the rest of the employees. Loans. Other taxes. Equipment. All that equipment you're using to do that job. Where'd that come from? That computer. That website. That telephone. That cell phone. Everything that is needed to do the job, if that is provided to you, that's a cost to the employer. And by the time you start figuring out the overhead and the cost of the other material and equipment and that, that boss may only be making $5 on that $75 that you are charging for the product or service. It's not what you think it is. It's not as easy. You really need to understand your pricing. And if some reason that person is making $10 instead of 5 good for them because they know how to manage. If you're a good employee and you want more money, you either go in and ask for it and demonstrate or you decide that you are going to start your own business, but you cannot start your own business thinking that you're going to keep that whole amount that you charge. Lots of things that people need to understand about the cost and the charge and the price of this, of a business service or a production of a product. So that's one of the things that I want to leave you with is the last one. My boss Professional help. I don't need it. I can figure it all out myself. Well, maybe you can, but can you afford the losses during the time that you take to figure it out yourself? That's the most important thing. Can you afford the losses that you will have during the time it takes you to figure out yourself. Professional help is needed. Good professional help with people who use clear explanations, show you what you need. Don't always tell you what you want to know, but are there to help and guide you. And yes, they charge for your service. And if you're always looking for free service, you may find a brother-in-law who's willing to give you free service, a small business development center that will do something for you for a while. But you're expected to have a professional team as you grow your business. You're expected to be on top of things. You're expected to grow your business so that that business is profitable and you're expected like a professional football team to put the best team 
on the field that you can. And if you don't have good advice and good advisors, then you're handicapping your team. Well, this is, I've talked a a good bit. Um, I like to share my experience. Some of these things I've talked about, um, course number 12, uh, I didn't always have the best professional advice, thought I could do it myself, especially after I had been in business for about 10 years and made, oh, some little mistakes and very costly mistakes at that time. Uh, So I've learned that my professional team um, is what makes me look good. And that is very important. So I I hope that you take a listen, think about this. You have questions or you would like someone to work with you, work with your strategy, help you build the team, help you build the finances, understand your plan, um, present you in a a way that um, will help your business grow in a safe and reliable and realistic manner, then give us a call. The Empress of Biz, we have been serving small businesses since 1975. We've been around, we've been experienced, we keep up to date. We look forward to helping you gain your your dream, make your dream come true. Make it be a very successful and happy and prosperous and productive business and not one that turns into a nightmare. Uh, next week, our guest is going to be Dawn Williams of Weatherspoon and Williams. Dawn is a serial entrepreneur, and he has um, he retired. is fairly young, and all of a sudden he turned around and says, I can't stand this. And I think his wife says, I can't stand it either, Dawn. And he's coming on next week, Dawn Williams of Weatherspoon and Williams, and talking about coming back into business, what he's doing, what's the difference between when he, and he sold his business very successfully, and was retired for a couple of years, and now is back in. It's a good story to hear. And uh, you can experience uh, and his story and uh, learn from his story. You want to get a hold of the Empress of Biz, empressofbiz at gmail.com, empressofbiz at gmail.com, or please give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. 412 412- Four four zero six nine six nine. That's four one two four four zero six nine six nine. This is Joanne Forrester. My role is to help you grow, grow your business safely, and to have a very prosperous business. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Four one two four four zero six nine. Six nine Empress of Biz at Gmail dot com Empress of Biz dot com too. Check us out. We're here to help you grow and here to make you a very successful and prosperous business. Have a great and fantastic day.